Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It's not another Buffalo podcast with John. That's PTSD from our childhood. Like every single time I threw remotes at the TV. I I saw that twice a year for 17 years. <laughs> Rando. We have this trust built uh, on, you know, whatever it is, like Bibles and gold bricks and whatever Brandon Bean's drinking over there. And Pat. How'd you like to be Trevor Lawrence, though? You're like, all right, man, here I go. First overall pick. I'm going to Florida. And then it's like you just signed up for a job. And in the interview, they were like, oh, we like to have a lot of fun here. You know, and then you get to job the first day of work and the entire cubicle's on fire and your boss is taking a dump on the carpet. All right, welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. Um, John, I'm here with Pat and Brando. You can find us on Twitter at NotBuffPodcast. Uh, we're part of the Buffalo Rumblings collection of podcasts. So, Brandon, you were uh, you were at the big game Friday night, and uh, you know, I know by the time this episode comes out, it'll be Wednesday and almost a week since that happened. But I think that it was such an important event and might be a, a big milestone. You know, when it, when we look back at the Sabres two years from now and say that might have been the moment that the fan base bought back in and the Sabres were really poised to be good after that. So tell us tell us about your Friday night. How was it inside the arena? Because, I mean, I watched it. I had I had to use, a, you know, it's like I turned on ESPN Plus and it's blacked out because I'm in Nashville and it's the Predators. Like, terrible oh, coincidence. Oh, yeah, there. I forgot. So I had That's to, I had I to go back you. to my... The site that I stream all the Bills games on, and nice. uh, BuffaloBills.com app. Yeah, must be. Yep, <laughs> from Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> but so, so what was it like in the building? Because it was, I mean, I was, I had goosebumps watching it on a tiny little screen. So just let me paint the picture for you before we even get there. Uh, I usually Uber down, right? Because I'm like ten minutes from the arena. Um, but my friend, she drove down, and like I was telling you guys, it was like. I think she said six or seven parking lots that she got turned away from because they were full saying this never happens. It's never been this full ever. Um, so that was wild. I mean, you're sitting there just watching droves of people come in. There was lines that right when the door opened, people were there to get their banners, um, their RJ banners. And it was crazy. I saw a lot of people that I knew there. It was real cool. If I bumped into anybody at the, at the arena um, sitting third row, packed i sat next to people i sat behind people for the first time ever at a sabers game like i couldn't put my arm on the person's like seat next to me because there's somebody there which does not happen often Um, you could have done it anyway but that probably would have been weird (laughs) no no, they were super (laughs) cool too they were their kid went to rit's in like my dad's program so we talked you know small world typical stuff Nice, nice um but all the goals were right in front of me the place went nuts i love that the ovation for the rj ceremony was done really well. They had all the alumni hearing him talk. He, they put on a show. You got your money's worth. Um, and they 
earned a lot back from us as fans from the city. Um, but the fact that they came out hot part of the game and they scored what they had a three goal first period. It was tied three, three, six goals in the first period, but the Sabres led most of the way the Preds tied it up at the very end of the first period. But that first goal, uh, three minutes after the standing ovation. It was right in front of me. Like you can literally see me on TV. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> and the building blew up and it was awesome. There was let's go Buffalo chance. The wave went around for like an obnoxiously long amount of time. Cause you're kind of like, am I going to stand up again? Like that was something still? I noticed on TV actually, yeah. because I don't know if that I'm, I'm assuming the camera broadcast angle is the same, no matter if there's people there or not, but there were people's hands up, like blocking the camera. And yes. I'm like, have they been putting the cameras slightly lower because there's usually been nobody there or standing up with their arms up recently? Like you could see Actually, the I could tell you around on, on TV because that, that is the last row of the stadium. The fans, the camera doesn't move. It's stationary in the camera room in the press box, which is that like in between that, 200 and 300 level. And then there's another one in between the 300 level on the roof, like the ceiling. Um, And they did a screenshot on Twitter. It was like the last time that they had seen the fans fist bump was the Jeff Skinner overtime goal when they won their 10th game, which the game I was also at, which was wild. That was probably the loudest the building had been since that moment. Um, I was listening to that driving here in Nashville, like on the GR app, like at at the time, I still remember where I was when, when that goal happened. Yep. When Jack Eichel said it's the loudest that building had been in a decade, he's full of shit. Um, again, I'm going to keep saying that, but there was two Mount Rushmore, like bring your fanhood to life. You'll talk about this again for a long time games this year. And it was Vegas coming to yep. Buffalo, beating Jack, Jack Eichel. Eichel. And it's yep. this RJ night and both led to big wins. Both showed what this franchise was made of. Both of them were like, gritty games, a little bit of back and forth. And both of them had the new fingerprints of the new players on this roster contributing to wins in those games. Like Tage Thompson almost had a hat trick. He was inches away from a hat trick. I'd never seen a a hat trick live. And I look at the guy next to me. I was like, yo, he's going to get it. And I was like, he comes out on the ice with like 37 seconds to go. And he just whiffs that puck wide. I was like, no, Uh, but it was great game. Uh, Everybody there was awesome. The place was, was Liddy. Liddy Liddy, as they say, uh, something like that. Liddy itty bitty committee. Something. <laughs> um, so I was just happy to be in the building. It was really fun. Um, it was a good evening. So go Sabres. Dude, that's Very awesome. Good. That's awesome. But well, why don't we get into our main topic for today? Uh, we seemed everyone seemed to like uh, the car comparisons for AFC teams. So we're going to do a little bit more of that. And then later we'll get to some quotes with Pat. Um, but we figured the next most important division this upcoming season, at least when it comes to the bills is probably the AFC West, you know, obviously second to the AFC East, which we already did. And, uh, if you didn't hear that episode, it is back in the feed a little bit, but yeah, NFC or AFC West, we've obviously got the chiefs, the Raiders, Broncos, and chargers. So four teams that have pretty high expectations for this upcoming year. And so you guys, you guys want to start with the chiefs. I feel like they're the, uh, the most relevant to the bills. Brandon, you got a you got a car comparison. If if the Chiefs were a car, what would they be? Well, I am gonna go with you're gonna see a theme to my choices here, just so we're all all aware. Um, and this car model was manufactured by Pontiac between 1954 and 1966. Um, it was Pontiac's top trim package at the time, and it's the Pontiac Star Chief. 
It's their sports car. They had back in the day. It's got that retro look. The headlights are pumped forward. It's a lower rider to the ground. It looks like a fancy sports car. Um, so I think that is going to be my pick for the Chiefs. But I'm going to remind everybody that that car has been around for a while now. And there might be cars that are better than that in this term, in this time of <laughs> in this term, <laughs> in this time of life. Uh, other franchises might have fancier, newer technology. And, uh, you know, you might have lost your fastball a little bit if you're still going to put one of those engines and like compare it to one of the cars that you have today. I like it. Star Chief. Yeah. So they're basically like the Houston Oilers because they don't exist anymore. <laughs> Something like that could be bad. The Chiefs are a 2009 Nissan 350Z who just had its aftermarket turbo removed with Lewis Hamilton at the wheel. So important caveat there. So those of you who don't follow F1, Lewis Hamilton is widely regarded as one of the best drivers in the world. He won seven championships in a row. He's a goat. He's the goat. Yeah. He's considered the goat. And he, this year, is struggling a little bit because Mercedes has the third fastest car out of the major manufacturers, at least two races in. And so, so I think that they're a 350Z because they had their fastball taken away from them. Being quick was the best thing that they had going for them with Tyreek Hill. But they've still got somebody very competent at the wheel um, who just might be handicapped by a, a certain lack of weapons. So 350Z. And not a nice looking one, like an ugly one. The ugly red. Yeah. Not the we'll not the cool it. red. The ugly red. Yeah. But anyway, so Pat, who are who are the Chiefs this year? I think those Kansas City Chiefs are like a uh, Hummer H three. Uh, pretty durable and reliable in all environments, rain, sleet, snow, sand, except the engine costs a lot of money. And the other parts of the Hummer may suffer because that engine takes a lot of money and time. And um, the entire Hummer might be destroyed and rot, but you'll still be putting gas in it. And that engine will still probably be cranking. That's right, Pat Mahomes. Your window's getting smaller and smaller and smaller. But I hope you like making as much as you do per year because this shit's not going to last forever. Hummer <laughs> H3, Kansas City Chiefs. You heard it here That's first. That's a good pick. You know, I had Hummer H2 on my board because they don't make it anymore. And it's not the same without Tyree Kill. So I like where your brain is at. Nice, nice. All right, who do you guys want to do next? Uh, Broncos? Sure. Or do you want to do Raiders first? I like the Broncos. Okay, let's do Broncos. All right, Brandon, you want to go first? Yes. So I'll go second so we give Pat time to uh, get his configured. Yeah. The way that I look at this, uh, I obviously had a theme going into this, and I have to stick to this theme. So... Um, this car is an SUV built for the thrill seeker, the sight seer, and the day tripper. To enable your journey, this rugged build puts utility in the foreground with a purposeful design that includes newly available quarterback Russell Wilson with easy to clean surfaces and a ton of interior space. Thanks to the wide receiver room, the running back room, and the defense. The 4x4 capability and the GOAT modes goes over any type of terrain will help him with the defenses in the AFC. And this vehicle, if you don't know, is the 2022 Bronco Sport SUV. Uh, we are going to label the new Denver Broncos the Broncos sport because with Russell Wilson, they can compete anywhere. Nice. I like it. Do you think that they have like a police chase mode too, like sand, sleet, or, or you know? Like I don't know, but I was just watching a video the other day. I don't remember who it was. Maybe it's uh, Ryan Clark, but he somebody was calling Russell Wilson the biggest square ever, so I don't think he'd ever get in a police chase. That's true. I'm not saying Russell Wilson. I'm just saying the vehicle. 
Yeah, I know. Seems appropriate. They're, they're one and one right now. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. OJ. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of OJ, I should take a sip out of my mug. Yeah. Yes. That cold hey, OJ. Honestly, like the uh, the whole getting a new stadium thing might be the perfect sidestep for the Bills to never have to address the OJ thing. Like they'll never have to take him off of the wall. They just won't put him on the new wall. <laughs> yeah. I. It's interesting. You know, we don't have to talk about this right now, but like he committed his crimes 20 years after he played for the Bills, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. Like, if Jim Kelly runs from the police tomorrow, are we taking his name off of? If he kills his wife, yeah. Obviously, I'm just. I don't know. It's a debate. Whatever you want to say. Nope. 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 Leave him up there. Leave him (laughs) up there. We don't have very much to celebrate out here. I feel like this topic is well over our heads. As like, we need a ethics specialist on. To figure this one out. I don't know if any of us qualifies ethics specialists. What'd you say, Pat? (laughs) Celebrate the art, not the artist. (laughs) That's funny. Wow. That's 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 hilarious. All right. I think the Broncos are like trading in your Chevy Suburban for a Corvette. You're riding in style now, but how are you going to get the family around? They traded Noah Fant away, who was one of their best young talents. Obviously, they still have a great weapon at wide receiver, but... I don't know. I also they traded in their first and second round draft picks for the next two years, as well as some other picks in there too. So it's like you're mortgaging your future. You're not going to have cheap young talent unless you draft amazingly from rounds three to seven for the next two years. So you're the only uh, GM that drafts amazingly in those rounds. Brandon effing Bean. Yeah, but so yeah, I think that they're like a uh, they're like trading in your Chevy Suburban for a Corvette. But Pat, what do you think? I think that these Broncos are like a 2006 Mercedes G-Wagon, potentially with a um, reimagined engine and interior. On paper, it's a Merc G-Wagon, classic, iconic car. I mean, on paper, it should get you from point A to point B in style, possibly relatively fast. But it's an 06, so you got to think there's not too many miles left on it before the old engine blows. And I mean, at that point, you could probably have a nicer car, but you're just driving this because it's got the BMW logo on it. Now, I'm not saying that there's any other car that would be at the Russell Wilson level, but I think you are paying for the uh, Mercedes peace sign when you do uh, get behind the wheel of that vehicle. So Nice. Nice. I like it. Broncos are interesting. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. That entire division is interesting because I think that I'm more in on the Raiders being sleepers than the Broncos at this point, which might differ from public opinion. I'm not sure. But honestly, I, I think that the Chargers are probably going to win that division this year. If I had if I had to bet on it, I would probably bet on the Chargers. But I don't know. Who knows? I mean, they speaking of the Chargers, let's just let's just do the Chargers right now. So Brandon, who you, who do you got? Well, I would agree with you, as this is probably the best car that I will pick for these teams. Um, this car is ready for action and it is defined by its speed and performance. It has a menacing 797 horsepower with a supercharged 6.2 well Hemi high output V8 engine. And it's the uh, most powerful mass produced sedan in the world. Um, it's got a sleek style. Uh, it's it's oh, got a bold grill and an insanely recognizable body. And uh, some may say that uh, it can zoom like lightning and um, you can hit the road in style. 
So I'm obviously going to pick the uh, Dodge Charger. And when it comes to defense, uh, they have your back. The advanced standard and available features help keep you safe whenever you're on the road. So the defense looks to come up this year. uh, And the horsepower with their young quarterback and their weapons looks to take another step. And now they really don't have a competitor that I think can keep up with their weapons. You know, if you go weapon to weapon, the Charger is going to be better than that 1958, uh, you know, Star Chief car that we listed earlier. It's true. I'm starting to figure out that it's much funnier to do bad teams <laughs> with these comparisons because <laughs> yes. the AFC West is stacked, right? So we They're haven't had any Jets or Dolphins comparisons, even though the Dolphins really aren't even going to be that bad this year. But anyway, I'll, I'll go ahead. We're saying that optimistically on the show. LOL. Yes, exactly. But, <laughs> but um, I think that I think the Chargers like a, are like a Porsche 997. So I'm looking at this and I had to look up what's the most unreliable sports car there is because <laughs> I think that they are a sports car. They've got weapons, they've got speed, they've got superstars. All they got to do is put it all together, but for some reason they've kind of choked in, in late in a lot of games uh recently. So including against the Raiders at the end of last year. You know, we all remember that debacle with the whole like okay, they could tie and both make the playoffs. And then, you know, kind of made a timeout mistake there. But, but yeah, so I, I think that they are like a Porsche 997. Beautiful car, by the way, but um, known for being unreliable. So, Pat, what do you got? I think these Chargers are like a 2022 Jeep Gladiator. Um, pretty much all-terrain. Real nice. Got that reliable, durable Jeep engine. I'm talking about Mr. Justin Herbert. But the thing is, man, you could buy a truck for the same price. In all practicalness, why would you pay $60,000 for um, you know, a Jeep Gladiator when you, you, you could probably get a truck that does better for the same price? It's because it looks flashy. It looks cool, dog. I mean, we'll see when it snows, but Jeep Gladiator of the AFC, AFC West boys. I like it. I like it. All right, so all we got left is the Raiders, who I honestly think are... Not only my sleeper pick in in that division uh, as to maybe make a wild card. Um, the AFC. When you say sleeper, you mean sleeping because they suck. <laughs> so like like. Well, I mean, <laughs> let me let me just do my car comparison. Go too, ahead, you go I, first. You I, go I first. think that this will help explain my opinion better because okay. I really don't know what to think of them. But I'm excited because of the pieces they have. I think Derek Carr is one of the few underrated quarterbacks vroom, at his vroom, age. Derek Carr. Maybe who's got to make the pun first? I will. I will. All right. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't even. That wasn't planned, man. I wasn't even going to go there. Well, if it was planned, right. I'd be checking in on you. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't know. Have you guys seen the new Mustang Mach-E? It's an electric SUV, but it's called a Mustang Mach-E. Have you guys seen pictures of it? Maybe seen one on yeah, the road? Yeah, it's the Mustang hatchback, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of so, looks like a mom car. It, yes. So anyway, I think that the Raiders are like the new Mustang Mach-E. It's got some pieces from all over the place and it's like kind of flashy, but it's kind of too soon to see if it's going to be a success or not. And so you've got a lot of great pieces from like Mustang piece. That's great. You just picked up the Mustang piece, the sporty piece by picking up Devonte Adams. Like you just added a huge piece of wide receiver, some speed, some sportiness, if you will, with the, with the car. You've also got the SUV part, which is kind of like the dependable uh, get your kids around car, which is Derek Carr, solid foundation. 
He's not a Corvette or anything like that, but he's, you know, he's utilitarian. He's a good QB and he's like, he's right above the floor that you need to be a successful NFL team. I feel like, and you've also got the electric vehicle part of it. It's so they've got all these things coming together and the electric vehicle part of it might be, you know, the wild card to how it's going to sell. And I think the wild card is their coaching situation at this point. I, I would have been higher on them if they had hung on to Rick Bisaccia at the end of last season, rather than going with Joshy McDoink, Josh McDaniels. John, so, I think that's a good analogy because I would say the first dude's like putting premium gas in your car with the same roster. And now this guy's just regular gas. Right. Or electric, well, I mean, he's a, which actually or, is probably better than gas in a lot of ways. So uh, we're losing the metaphor here, but yeah, I just, I think that, I think that the, the Raiders might find themselves in a situ- similar situation like last year where they're competitive, but you know, the one of their big Achilles heels is their coaching. So I don't know. And then Derek Carr's eyeliner starts to run. <laughs> uh, Pat, who do you think the, uh, the 2022 Raiders will be like? I think they're like a Buick Enclave. Now, man, you know me. I'm not a man of excess, but if I were to drive a reliable um, SUV, I'd probably choose like a uh, GMC Suburban, shout out Biggie Smalls, or, um, you know, potentially a G-Wagon, something flashy, right? But you see you see the Buick Enclave on commercials and it's like JD Power, safety award winner. And it's got all these features. And I'm like, well, geez, I don't even know anyone that would drive a Buick besides maybe like my grandma or like an elementary school principal. But at the end of the day, the car still rips. It's just, I don't know very <laughs> many people that drive it. So I'd have to see it ride around on the on the, on the test course a couple more times before I would uh, consider purchasing it. But survey says it looks good. That's what my grandma used to drive. Yeah? Yeah. Mine too, man. Buicks, dude. <laughs> nice. I feel like that's a common thing. County Caprio. <laughs> Brandon, what about you? Who do you All think right. the... Uh, 22 Raiders are like wrapping up our uh, analogies here. I'm capping my theme here. There is a 2009 version. This model ran from 06 to 2009. And I believe they're bringing it back. Supposedly in 2021, they said that. So I don't know if what's, if that's current or not, I did not look farther than that, but I'm going to say the 2009 mid Sabishi Raider. It is a midsize pickup. Rear real drive, so you don't even get four wheel drive. Um, 18 combined miles per gallon, pretty poor. Um, but this is what I liked about it. I'm going to read the bad and the good. The good, good dimensions, 6,000, right? Driver friendly interface with controls. So you have a, a driver like Derek Carr who can drive, and you've got some good interface like Derek Carr and, and Waller. Stout frame and stout body because you have some stuff and a five star safety rating. Um, but the bad, the looks could be bolder. You know, I'm still going to go there. The, the team could be better. It has a limited lineup. So I think, you know, Josh Jacobs, Devonte Adams, they're going to be uh, limited to their coaching and their quarterback. Uh, no long bed models. So when it gets to the really heavy lifting, they're going to come up short. There's no factory toe package. So I don't think the offense is going to be able to carry the defense or the defense is going to be able to carry the offense. And it does not offer the V8 engine, which is going to make it come up short against engines like a charger or a bronco or a pontiac chief brandon you've been reading pamphlets all day <laughs> <laughs> Sounds uh, like i like that. it no i like it I, honestly the afc west is interesting i uh I, I don't know what to make of it it'll be those four o'clock games when they're on on the west coast i think those are the ones that i'm going to try to tune into so they'll be must uh, watch 
Yeah. The other part sure. about that, John, is they are there is a new model that people don't know much about. So that's why you could say, you know, the Raiders are they're kind of a new model this year with Yeah. Yeah. Adams. It's like they've got some familiar pieces, but yeah. they were good last year. You know, they made the playoffs. You know, so so we'll we'll see how it goes. But all right, we're gonna get a break in real quick because I keep forgetting to do these um during our other episodes. But right on the other side we'll do quotes with Pat, so stick around. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. You guys ready for uh, quote time? Yes. Quote. Yes. Quote. For those of quote. you who haven't heard our quote segment before, Pat's going to read us a quote from an NFL figure, um, and we're going to try to guess who it is because it's usually a, a really funny, goofy quote or something like that. So, all right. Well, this quote says, "We want to protect our quarterback better than that, but I must say, he's as tough as a two-dollar steak." Now, um, I've never had a two-dollar steak, but I imagine it is pretty tough. Um, you know, it depends how you cook it. True, true. If you get a, a nice... Mean, you, gotta, uh, you gotta pretty much sous that thing to even have a chance at a $2 steak. Sous-vois. Uh, sous I mean, if you got a steak sub at the Polkadot for roughly $4, that's still pretty tough. Yeah, I bet you but, a steak sub at Polkadot costs like $15 right now. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, this, this coach talking about his quarterback was a player that we argued whether they were a generational talent or not. But oh. happens to have one more ring than the player I was vouching to be a generational talent. So it's not, Dan, it's not, so it's not Dan Quinn, right? No, no. So it's, so it's the guy who, wait, say that one more time. So we want to protect our quarterback better than that, but you should know blank player is as tough as a $2 stake. So, so the player that we were debating over uh, being generational was Matt Ryan. 
but it's not him. It's somebody who has one more ring than him. Was there another yes. player that we and were a Super arguing? Bowl MVP? So was there another? Was there another coach that we were talking or another quarterback that we were talking about being generational, like Matt Stafford or something like that? Is that yeah. down the right path? Excessively, excessively average. Looked like our tenth grade English teacher, Mister Carpino. No, Joe this Flacco. coach in reference. Yes, yes. Oh, oh Joe Flacco. Harbaugh. Okay. Harbaugh. Harbaugh. Yes. Yeah. Nice. So that is Mr. John Harbaugh. Nice. Joe Flacco is as tough he as does, a two dollar steak. He does look like Mr. Carpino. That's yeah. hilarious. Mr. Carpino, if you ever watch this, we miss you, bud. Hope you're doing well. I thought you were gonna say. Sailboat. I thought you're gonna say Joe Flacco looks like a two dollar steak. Uh, that's nah, not too far Joe, off either. He's looking like he's looking like a snack. Joe Flacco is <laughs> that nice Italian DNA. But anyways, um, all right. Quote number two. <laughs> quote number two. If you believe unbelievable things can sometimes be possible, I think that's pretty special that we have a team that constantly believes and believes in each other. This man's a big time believer. He made the state of Florida change its public school athletic guidelines to allow a homeschooler to play college football at the division one level. Big time believer. Tim Tebow. Oh, is it Tebow? Tebow? John's on tonight. Hey, dude, this has been you the entire time. That's like the first one that I've gotten right this entire time we've been doing this damn segment. Hey, man, he's a man of faith. I didn't want to pick one with God in it because that would give it away. But um, yeah, (laughs) that's I mean, that is on the run where he did. um, What is his name? Is it Demarius Thomas? Is that the Yeah, on the the slant against the Pittsburgh Steelers? Yeah, but yeah. So, I mean, props to you, Tim Tebow. Um, Peyton Manning came in with the exact same roster and threw for like 53 touchdowns. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Why does that not get talked about more? I don't think that gets talked about. And then they didn't even win the Super Bowl. And it took Peyton throwing more interceptions than touchdowns for that team to win the Super Bowl. The NFL is a strange, strange place. It is. It is. But anyways, all right. right. I got one for you here. All right. Last quote. Here we go. No, I got two more. I got two got two more. Okay. Yep. We've seen some of the greatest athletes fall because they've tried to take shortcuts. I'm not going to call any names, but we talk about guys that were at the top of their game that people just idolize. They looked in awe, and all of a sudden you see them come tumbling down because they take shortcuts. I think it's more rewarding when you do it the old-fashioned way. So um, this is from a player. Um, played. So he played in three decades. Um, Quarterback? You know, no. Ray Lewis? No. no. Wait, he was a non-quarterback, okay. non-quarterback that played in three decades and is arguably the greatest at his position of all time. Okay, Jerry Rice, Mississippi Valley State. Yeah, yes. Okay, but oh, was that yeah. right? Yeah. Nice. All right, sorry, Pat. You don't really confirm it when we say it. Wait, like, <laughs> who got it right? It was Brandon. It's Jerry, Jerry Rice. Rice. Yeah, hey, Jerry hey. Rice doesn't take shortcuts, man. He was having thousand yard seasons at like thousand yard receiving seasons at like forty two years old. I just thought of his route running because he never shorted or or messed up a route. He talked about that in his like the devils and the details in the route running. Hell yeah! And he was talking about his his dad was a bricklayer and it taught me discipline. Um, yeah, I grew up on a farm and I have absolutely no discipline. All right, um, let's. <laughs> I have one more. Let's make sure we play like the effing mystery NFL football team and not some effing D phallus team. That's what I want to see tomorrow. Do we understand what the F I want to see tomorrow? Now let's go eat a goddamn snack. I love 
love this one. I actually know this one. Brandon, do you know who this is? No, I don't. This know is like this a is. famous clip from Hard Knocks. This is like the best Hard Knocks clip ever. Oh, 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 Hugh Jackson? No, 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 no. Okay, no. so they were in camp with the Jets. Uh,. Who do you who do you He's got a cameo in That's My Boy with Adam Sandler. A very large cameo, actually. Like a, a surprisingly large cameo. Like this is guy has Rex to have Ryan? like three, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. man. Let's eat an effing snack. Dude, I love that Yo, clip. He that, eats so much. That, uh. makes, that clip makes me laugh every single time it pops up. Like I watch it every single time. He's like so angry. He's like, let's go get a freaking snack. <laughs> I'll read it one time without the uh, uh, should I read it and then you can bleep it out or no? Yeah, yeah. Read it, read it and I'll bleep it out. Let's make sure we play like the f***ing New York Jets and not some f***ing lap team. And that's what I want to see tomorrow. Do we understand what the f*** I want to see tomorrow? Now let's go eat a goddamn snack. It's <laughs> uh, so funny. All right. Well, that's just about going to do it for this one. You guys know where to find us on Twitter at NotBuffPodcast. Uh, remember to rate, review, subscribe, swipe right, whatever you're doing. Um, <laughs> super like, super super like. like. <laughs> uh, but thanks for all the positive reviews we had a nice positive one uh, shout out to uh, spicy p spicy p mvp it was really Most nice valuable so p we appreciate it um and uh yeah so we just we just try to talk bills keep it lighthearted, not take ourselves too seriously or anything yeah. like that so glad that you guys are are enjoying it well uh we'll see you guys again on friday so look out for that episode and uh Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Be safe and go Bills. Go Bills!